We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Shopping mall. Where shopping costs you an arm and a leg. Hello and welcome to We Can Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by Babe. It is Babe, right? It's Chris. Or Babe. What is um, it? Why do they do that in the film? Is it an 80s thing? It's Babe, right? No, I think it's just a flirty thing between them. He's like, it's Babe, right? As in, I can call you Babe. You're my Babe. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, shopping Mall this week is the film that we're doing. A 1986 horror robot sci-fi Bel- thing. I believe it's billed as a uh, horror comedy sci-fi. Which makes sense, because that's exactly what it is. So, Chris, lay out the story of what Chopping Mall is all about. Okay. There is a shopping mall in America, and there's robots, and the robots should protect the shopping mall. And uh, the idea is if intruders break into a shopping mall, the robots will come along and... Uh, incapacitate them until the police arrive to arrest them. Uh, some people from a uh, furniture store and some waitresses from a restaurant stay behind for an after-hours party. Party slash orgy. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I'm thinking about it. And uh, the idea is they're meant to leave before uh, whatever time, I think it's 10 or midnight, before the doors seal in the shut in the mall. Because it's another security feature they got. And basically, uh, they get delayed because the robots malfunction. Because of the orgy. Because of the orgy. <laughs> and the robots malfunction as well, uh, due to their computer control and gets hit by lightning on the roof why they put the computer on the roof i don't know 80s horror movie logic <laughs> that's why and then you have to survive the night with three uh, killer robots yes it's gonna say with an awesome theme tune i don't really remember it but it's like an atari game soundtrack it's lovely it's fine i guess yeah so the film opens up with a tech demo of uh, the robot salesman selling these robots to the press and other members of the community that might be interested in having a robot guarding them. The thing is, I shouldn't pick at the premise too much because it's cheesy horror, but what's the point of having the impenetrable shutter doors and robots if no one can get in because of the impenetrable shutter doors? Also, why aren't the robots that are meant primarily to safely detain uh, criminals with lethal head-exploding laser beams. Ah, oh, they're not going to be laser beams, are they? It's going to be a concentrated laser that shoots up the cut through stuff. But the robots were like, well, if I fire it in quick bursts, I can do a stormtrooper and miss most of the shots. Which they do. They are terrible shots. Yes. Even at close range. No good at all. And I'm guessing the roof, I don't know, there's probably... Oh, there's glass in the roof, isn't there? In, like, all shopping malls. So the criminals can smash through that and come down if they're... To, yeah, but know, they'd need a helicopter or to scale up the building. Yeah. This Ow. film's premise makes no sense. Does it need to make no sense? <laughs> it it was need called, to make no sense. It was sucker. called Shopping Mall. That's all you need. It's a good pun name, though. Mm. Very good. I do appreciate a good pun name. Well, I've got a note she got for it. Bloody hell. I know. <laughs> it's a noteworthy film. Let's get into it then, Chris. So, you've said there are a group of teens that stay behind in the shopping mall to canoodle. But before the deadly protector robots get their hands on them, they turn on their technician makers or the guys that are meant to supervise them when the lightning hits the computer it turns them on and makes them murdery their first victim is a chap called marty who's in the security room 
overlooking the robot as they're doing nothing at the moment, waiting to be put online during the night shift. Uh, he's not doing a very good job of overlooking the robots, and he pulls out a nudie poster. Of from... course. <laughs> yes, That's what I course. do on the night shift. <laughs> he pulls out a nudie poster from a manual that he was hiding it in, turns his back on the robots, and then Protector 1 gets its weird claw thing out and then grabs the back of his neck and throttles him or rips his throat out or something nasty. And then when it's time for the shift change, uh, Marty's co-worker comes in and Marty's body has disappeared and the robots have apparently cleaned up, hidden the body, yeah, concealed their crime. Yeah, they're good. So when Marty's uh, replacement comes in, uh, he sits down and then one of the robots shoots out a grappling hook and that goes into the back of his neck and then he pulls it back and it snaps his neck or something. So what do you make of this, Chris? You're not suspecting the robots to turn murdery. Any survival advice for Marty and his friend? Well, I wouldn't have turned my back on them because uh, I think they're quite creepy and I'd feel unsettled sitting in a room having three of them behind me. I mean, at one point he does turn and face them. He looks at the nudie picture again and misses the robot's eye lighting up then going off. Another thing, he has like a little um, scene where he's sitting there and the robot keeps, well, Protector 1 keeps moving a little bit closer. And he keeps looking back and thinking, hmm, was that there before? Yeah. Or did it seem a bit closer? At which point, after about the third time, you should have realised, oh, it's moved forward. It doesn't mean it's something sinister, but I'd be like, oh, maybe something maybe wrong with the brakes. Yeah. yeah. So I'd, I'd get up and perhaps examine and if it activated. I'd be like, oh, what the hell are you doing? I've not told you to do this. And then uh, knock its head off. You'd kill the robot. I'd kill the robot. I'd rip its head off and then turn the laser on the other two. And then walk out of the control room. Uh, my shirt's ripped away at this point. Holding the robot head with an explosion behind me. Uh, Slow-mo, some 80s music. Suddenly I've become really muscular and sweaty. And uh, Is, is the this a survival roll. suggestion or is this a weird fantasy of yours? They're both. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's get away from this because it, it's, it's turned sinister and I don't like it. Just be more no, aware of your we're surroundings. <laughs> we're moving them on. <laughs> oh dear. This film has brought out a... It's, it's the boobs, isn't it? God, there's so much sex in the film. <laughs> and that's why all the teens get murdered, because of all the nookie that they're doing on beds that people are going to buy. Yeah, on a sofa. I mean, we keep calling them teens, but they're what? At the most, mid to late 20s? Yeah. Would you buy a bed from there? With a weird stain on it? Yes. Especially if I knew what happened on it. You're sick. I know you would too. No! Unless there was some money knocked off. Beds are expensive. Half price? Just get a new mattress. Yeah. I think it would be cheaper. Sleep on the floor in a sleeping bag. So the teens, Chris, they consist of four couples. Ricky and Linda, Greg and Susie, Mike and Lindsay, and of course... Ferdy, the weirdest name of all, and Alison. They're not really a couple. They're on a blind date to an orgy, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. The party ensues, and the three established couples start to uh, bang in the beds, and that leaves uh, Ferdy and Alison to watch a horror movie on a TV. Do you know what the horror movie was? I can tell you. Yeah, I was reading about it because it's, it's a homage to the actual... I don't know if that was the actual film or it's maybe a reference to an actual film about giant crabs. 
I can't it, remember. It, it, is, it was a film, was it? It's a, it's a film called uh, Attack of the Crab Monsters. It's a yeah. 1957 film. Cool. So someone obviously had a tape lying around and just went, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll Stay do that. This on. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it's got nothing to do with the film. No. Well, but I mean, it's a couple surviving against giant crabs, and this is a couple surviving against, against killer robots. robots. So it's a couple, and there's surviving involved, so, you know, similar. Sort of, yeah. What would you rather survive against, giant crab or three robots? Oh, I should mention giant. that the giant crabs in Attack of the Crab Monsters are telepathic. Oh, of course. And giant. And there's two of them. They can't... <laughs> I did more research on Attack of the <laughs> Crab Monsters than I did for Chopping Mall. Crabs, maybe? And then they must be pretty slow. And it's 50, so... 50 monsters. Oh, yeah, so there'll be... Uh, it won't actually attack you or come near you, and then uh, you'll go, ah, and fall over. Yeah, it's an accurate description of 50s film. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, they're all doing their business, and then we cut to... A janitor, janitor Walter, who's in the mall cleaning up some uh, sick or something. He's not really liked by the other janitors because they walk by and taunt him. Hey, you're going to be here forever and then the robots are going to kill you. And the robots do kill him because uh, Protector One rolls up and knocks over his uh, water bucket. I had a problem with this particular scene. He's mopping and Protector One comes behind him. They're loud. How the hell does he not realise? He just doesn't hear it at all until it knocks over the bucket of disgusting, dirty water that he's got. Maybe he's slightly hard of hearing? He's fairly old. He's also played by Dick Miller, who's got an IMDb page longer than most novels, so... Did you recognise him? He's from Gremlins, no? No. Okay, well, he, he's he's a good actor. But his bucket of water gets knocked over, and the protector shoots out a taser, and sets the water, electrocutes it, and then he, he dies. Despite the fact that... He shows him his badge, which is meant to uh, activate in the protectors. Hey, he, he works for us. He's not trying to rob us. I mean, he might still try and rob you, but... The protectors won't care. <laughs> yeah. So, again, another flaw in the protectors programming. Just get a security guard. I mean, you're probably paying the technicians the same amount of money to watch over the protectors. Possibly more. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's high-end equipment. Specialist job. You're right there, yeah. So, you're Dick Miller... Noted actor. Okay. Why am I here then? <laughs> You're starting off in your career, Chris. So you've right. got to take up a janitor okay. job. <laughs> That's right. your motivation. Oh, and okay. scene. Just make sure this doesn't end in a weird fantasy of you making love to the robot. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing is, the robot, he shows the badge and the robot shoots his taser out. And it misses, doesn't it? It hits the floor. Oh, so it lands in a puddle of water. I think that was the robot's plan. It was a tactical... Because it knew the taser would just stun him, and they wanted yeah, it to... kill him. Oh, yeah, no, yeah but, the I robot mean... wants to murder him. Yeah, oh, so... no, yeah, I get you. So if I was the janitor, and uh, I showed its badge, or I showed the badge, and then it shot the taser out, and it missed me, I'd have been like, well, this thing's obviously malfunctioning. I mean, it's a terrible shot, but it's malfunctioning. I'm going to go up to the control room and be like, hey, scientist dude, because I don't know they're dead yet. Your robot's messing up. At which point I would have turned and walked away and then had it shot another thing, I'd have been like, oh, okay, it's really malfunctioning. Run. It's trying to kill you then, because one, one shot's malfunction, and then if it cho- tries to shoot you with uh, a tranquilizer dart, because well, let's go through what the robot's armed with. It's got weird claw arms. It's got a laser, which it's not a very good shot with, and also makes the same sound as the lasers from the original War of the Worlds. Good. Uh, it's got tranquilizer darts. Yep. I've said. 
Um, and tasers. Tasers, yeah. Uh, we've said uh, a weird grappling hook thing that I only uses once. Yeah, don't know why it's got that. I don't know if it's going to pull itself up or what. Yeah, it's just used to snap necks. Fair enough. So if, if this robot is designed to incapacitate people and yeah. preferably keep them alive, tranquilizer darts are notoriously tricky to get right because we don't use them on people because if you use too much then you're going to stop their heart and if you use not enough then it's not going to stop them and Mm. you're still going to get attacked by someone that you're trying to not get attacked by this is bad designing I know I'm going too far into it, but still. Um, it's an 80s film. The Trank darts work for everybody. Okay, right. Uh, I'll, I'll take that movie logic. Yeah, Dick, you just walk away and try and I'd walk get the away, technicians. And, you know, keeping an eye on it. If it turns to face me and I see its little, you know, thing open on its chest, run. run. Or pull out the mop and be like, you want to go, hombre? A tumbleweed will blow by through the sick He's and stuff. He's than a tumbleweed blowing through. Right. He's not cleaning that properly. Well, it's because the other two don't do air fall. They just walk around. It's true, yeah. I think if you got into a mop versus claw fight with the robot, the robot would grab the mop with its claw and then it'd taser you or trank you and then it'd pull your throat out or Can something. I... Sm- oh my God. <laughs> Can I smear the dirty water over its lens, its visor, blind it? Yeah, and then run away. That'd be an acceptable... Yeah. And that water is pretty dirty. With the janitor dead, our attention turns back to our group of teens. Now, Mike goes out to get some cigarettes for Lindsay, and when he gets to this cigarette machine, he's cornered by one of the Protectrons. Protectors. I keep calling them Protectrons, because they're from Fallout 4. So sorry. Uh, Protector robots. And Protectrons are better name anyway i like that name yeah so um yeah he's cornered by one of the robots who shoots a tranquilizer dart at him he gets knocked out and then the robot with his claw rips his throat out uh there is a fire escape but that doesn't work when he tries to push the handle that's not good is it fire escape cement open open yeah they're an escape from fire exactly also what that would have done is as he pushed down the handle the door it should have set the fire alarm off yeah, if it was linked to the fire alarm, that would have... Well, it, also, should, it should have been. With not all fire doors Every are fire on. door <laughs> in the world is. Not all of them. But yeah, if if it's, this is meant to be a high-tech mall, then it would have set off the fire alarm and hopefully alerted the others, but that didn't happen. I think the problem is Mike is, again, unaware that the yeah. robots are malfunctioning, so he's got no real reason to fear them until he gets hit with the tranquilizer dart, and by then it's too late he's going to be killed so chalk his one up to bad luck and move on to the more survivable ones yeah because again this is another uh id fail thing wasn't it exactly yeah so uh yeah i can't really think of anything to do because no. he's cornered isn't he the bit he gets pushed into isn't big enough to run around the protector i very much doubt he could do like a robin and run and like jump and put his hands on the protector head and flip over it okay a robin is that a yeah. parkour term uh, no robin you know batman robin Robin's gymnastics. Lots of people are gymnastics. I was watching Batman Under the Red Hood yesterday. Great, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not big enough for him to run around and stuff like that. Okay, so we'll move on. Mike's partner, Leslie, goes out looking for him because uh, she's not got her cigarettes. So she's angry. She's got a nicotine craving. Of she course. goes out, finds his body, throat ripped out, runs back 
to the furniture store. Can I just but say, before... just interrupting, that was the most stupid thing when she found his body. He's laying there with his feet sticking out. Yes, his top of his body's behind the cigarette machine, but his legs are sticking out. And she doesn't see them. She walks right up to him. She still doesn't see them until she trips over them. Yeah, the robot didn't really do a good job at hiding that body. Yeah, how, how did she not see the legs? That Nicotine irritated me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She runs back to the furniture store, and just as she gets there, the protector shoots a laser, and this is the money shot. Her head explodes. Most of the special effects went on that shot. Yes. And everyone else sees this, and they all freak out, and then the protector's rampage through the glass windows and start shooting and miss everyone and they hide in the storeroom of the furniture store so again is it survivable zigzag running zigzags yeah i mean i also got the feeling she wasn't really running i didn't feel like she's putting enough effort into her run no it's more of your slow oh the monster's coming to get me but he's probably going to get me run run you said run too many times. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Had she zigzagged, ducked, dipped, weaved, rolled, robbed, yeah, robbed, whatever, whatever. Yeah, batarang. You know, if she'd done that things, she could have avoided it. Possibly. I think they're quite easy to outrun because in some shots they go really slow, but other shots they fly yeah. down the corridors. So now, are they electric or petrol powered? Because the sounds they make are varied yeah they do blow up one don't they and they say what's that and you can hear something running out of it and they're like oh it's robot blood so i'm guessing that's just oil or something i would say they're well, electric a team said that with no technical experience so it could, it could be anything <laughs> i would say robot blood <laughs> i would say they're electric yeah they re- re- they're meant to recharge through the day ready for the night i can get on board with that uh the plan is then for the girls to leave them all in these air ducts and for the men because they're men uh, to stay behind and fight the robots well I think the men were going to go to their air duct as well but the robots broke into the store before they had a chance yes cut off their escape now let's get into a bit of a what if situation because the okay. men they're a tad useless well I wouldn't say useless not effective but not entirely useless not effective at all they've got terrible aim yes. for starters and their initial plan doesn't work and their secondary trap to take out one of them wouldn't have worked if Alison wasn't around because she's a good shot because her dad's a marine <laughs> why that explains, that explains it. it I don't know <laughs> the dad has to be a marine for her to go to a shooting range yeah now if the ladies hadn't returned yeah the lads wouldn't have survived the night would they they would have been picked off yeah like you said they wouldn't be able to shoot uh the propane tanks on top of an elevator because what they do they lure one of the protectors into the elevator they're going to shoot the propane tanks and then things are going to explode and go flying down and crush a protector yeah but Alison's the one that does that takes when a shot yeah her and the other girls go back and help uh, the boys yeah they die if the ladies go off and survive don't they yeah I could have seen that so we could have had three women survivors and all the men dead yeah although maybe if the ladies had gotten to a payphone they could have rang up on the outside of obviously uh, yeah so. and and called and gone hey there's crazy robots but would you have believed them if you were the police nah should you use their mobiles they've not got mobiles it's <laughs> the 80s exactly yeah I can get on with that I think they would have survived yeah so more people would have survived three against the two that actually survived chopping mall 
spoilers spoilers <laughs> yeah we're gonna spoil it anyway but i think the lads needed the ladies in this yeah. situation so yeah the the ladies do go back and they prepare muzzle off cocktails with uh cans of propane and stick bits of cloth in you know you know how to make a muzzle off cocktail chris it's after you chris muzzle <laughs> I thought it was Molotov. I don't care. <laughs> Mazeltov. Uh, yeah, so the ladies go back and uh, are chased by a protector. And one of them tries to use the um, propane bomb thing, but fails when she's shot in the leg. I think it's Susie. And uh, yeah, she gets shot in the leg. And then this uh, propane tank lands in front of her. And the robot shoots it with its laser and sets fire to her and she dies and the boys come over and they're shot by this and get the other two ladies out of that situation so it was actually Susie's decision to go back and help the boys so what do you think her fault really had she stayed in the air ducks yes it was a bit claustrophobic yes it was a bit hot but it was safe and you would have gotten out anyway oh yeah and you, you, you would have escaped so but then it wasn't her idea to make cocktails or exploding bombs or anything. That was the uh, the other woman's idea. So blame on a bit of both of them. You're fighting robots that can shoot lasers and you're running around with highly flammable Stop things. Stop blaming. It's not Whoa. their fault the robots started to murder people. How they got the correct ID. It didn't work. Don't be there after hours. Have right. orgies in a safe location. Exactly. Devoid of killer house. robots and serial killers and other horror movie tropes. There'll never be a film about a safe orgy. I think I think they call porno films, Chris. <laughs> if you're looking for them, right, fair enough. Right, so the group is visibly shaken up, and Greg, who was Susie's other half, is taking her death not very well, and he gets a bit angry at everyone else and threatens to shoot some of the other members of the surviving team. That is until uh, I think Allison or no, it was Ferdy says we can shut the robots off at the computer source we just have to get to the control room and this gives greg a focus and he's like right i can do this and he's ahead of the group when they venture off to find the control room he's too over eager and when he gets to the top of these stairs he goes yay the coast is clear let's go and then a robot sneaks up behind him grabs his arm and then throws him over this banister down three floors and then he hits the floor and yeah gravity always wins in that situation he's clearly not checked the layout of the floor properly has he otherwise he would have seen the protector exactly they had to realize it was in the presentation the protectors will be assigned to levels one two and three as far as i'm concerned at this point in the film they've taken out protector on level one because um they threw a propane tank at it and it's laying on its side yeah protector two has been destroyed, destroyed in the elevator, yeah. thanks so, to Allison. I mean, you you got to think, we've got to go to level three. There's still a Protector 3 up there. I get he's eager. But if he just went up the escalator and just sort of peeked over, he would have seen a Protector coming towards him and be like, nope, back down, back down. Well, no, the thing is, he gets fully up there, has a quick look, turns around, and then the Protector's there within seconds. Either it was like right in front of me, didn't see it, or it was hiding behind a sign a or something. <laughs> a bin, yeah. Because these protectors, they're not particularly big. They come up to, like, their chests much yeah. of the time. What do you think of their design? Are they scary for I like you? it. You like them? Yeah. You'd yeah. want one guarding your house? No. <laughs> because it would kill everybody. 
just put the computer that operates it in the basement although then flooding would probably cause it to malfunction I'll keep it in my bedroom then uh, the window spilled would spilled whiskey and, bottles and yeah, stuff <laughs> you'd spill something on it what are you doing eating food and drinking whiskey in your bed there's even more stains <laughs> that they've got to clean out when they're selling it <laughs> Jesus and they were eating pizza on those beds pepperoni staining as well as bodily fluids they do not run a good furniture shop alright we're down to four surviving teens now and uh, of course it's not going to stay four for long they get cornered and manage to hide from the remaining protectors and they come up with a plan Alison goes hey they want some target practice let's give them some target practice uh, she says this as she sees some dummies and some mirrors which will come into play in a sec so they line them up draw the attention of the protectors who roll on over and start shooting at the mannequins one of the protectors hits the mirror which bounces the laser back at it and short circuits it and sends it into a weird spin as it fires randomly and crazily and there's all electricity going all over it and it's it's a real mess in the confusion the protector manages to hit linda who is rick's girlfriend and rick doesn't take this well because linda dies and then he engages in the slowest and shortest crash on i think one of the janitor's buggies so he gets on it drives it i don't know two meters shooting the gun hits the robot that's being electrocuted and all tasery that electricity passes from the buggy to him kills him and then the robot explodes two seconds later slowest crash stupidest death in the film (laughs) yes because he could have just set the buggy rolling and jumped off did he even need the buggy? Would it have exploded on its own? Probably. I'd have guessed, yes. Yeah, because, I mean, let's face it, the buggy hitting, because it is really slow, it's like a, a gentle tap, <laughs> yes. would not have caused it to explode. Well, this is movie logic, so every crash... Is an explosion. Is, yes. Yeah. So that's tame in comparison <laughs> to enough. most car-slash-buggy crashes. But, yeah, there was no need for him to go all kamikaze and... Yeah and drive that thing into it just push the buggy into it exactly it would have done more damage and also the uh the lady that died linda they're running away as a robot son hey um you know go haywire and shoot everywhere she stops and turns and look to see what, what rick's doing and just stands there while this thing's shooting everywhere and she stands there for a good few seconds before it hits her keep running with the other two and you wouldn't have got hit in the first place rick wouldn't have gone kamikaze on it yeah Robert would have blown up you would have come around high fives for everybody orgy yeah or, well, there's still one more protector to take out. Oh. Orgy later, Chris. Okay. Orgy later. <laughs> yeah, that's an unnecessary sacrifice. I was expecting Ferdy to say what the uh, surviving two from the crab movie said. Uh, he died saving everyone. But that would have been <laughs> a step too far. Would you have liked him to have said yes. that? <laughs> yeah. Just to really rub it in. I, I, I would like to have both of them to make it really dramatic. Fall to their knees and be like... Why? His sacrifice was too great. No! He was too young and his mullet too luscious to die. And in rain clouds and his thunder and lightning and it's raining in the mall. As they look up at the sky going, no! And the shot's looking down at them and it's a panning away from them. It's a really dramatic. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> would Ferdy's shirt have ripped a little? We're going of back course. into your fantasy. Yes, it would have. It would have ripped a little. <laughs> it would have ripped a lot. It would have, it would have disintegrated. It would be there with a rippling body. I regret this. 
immediately. <laughs> right. Ferdy and Alice decide to split up because, of course, they do to try and find the control room. Alice is then cornered by the protector and starts shouting. Ferdy comes along, shoots it in the laser hole. So <laughs> Laser hole? It's visor. It's visor, fine. If you want to make it sound non-innuendo-y. <laughs> Uh, which makes the protector unable to shoot lasers, which is good. Take out the eye. Good stuff. Uh, then he messes it up by running away and then throws a fire extinguisher at it. The protector then catches the fire extinguisher and throws it back at him. It doesn't kill him, spoiler for the end, but a robot throwing a fire extinguisher at your chest and then you hitting your head. He'd, he'd have crushed ribs or something. Yeah, it hits him with some force. It's enough force to throw him off of his feet. And, and hit know, the floor exactly. and draw blood from his head. So, fractured ribs, collapsed lung. Fractured skull. Yeah, exactly. He's in real trouble. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's understandable you think he's dead at this moment. Yes, and I, I did as well. But um, Allison comes in, uh, draws the protector's uh, attention, lures him down into a paint shop, throws flammable uh, paint thinner all over it and then she's managed to smuggle out a flare uh, between her her, her bosoms. And at best place. At best place, yes. Because 80s trousers are too tight to put anything in. Exactly, true. And uh, she fires off the flare, sets the paint store on fire and then the robot blows up and, and dies. And then Ferdy wakes up and... <laughs> From the top of this balcony goes, um, oh, what does he say? He, comes he says up, something he's... that implies that he was awake long enough to see this whole thing go down. Yes, he comes and up. And not help. So. <laughs> he's holding a, um, a roll of toilet paper to his head. So he's had enough time to go and find... Toilet paper, yep. And he's come back and he looks down and he goes, nice shot. Because as what, what someone says to her, I'm not sure if it's him or another character, says it to her earlier when she shoots a propane tank. Yes, I so, think it was him. Okay, so he stands there holding a loo of blood-soaked toilet paper uh, against his head. He's like, nice shot. He's been there long enough to Yeah, help. exactly. He's, so he, he woke up and thought, oh, she's got this handled. <laughs> uh, janitor supplies, toilet paper, let's do this. Okay, I can walk. Okay, there's oh, no, good, no damage to my chest. <laughs> oh, she's fighting. I'm going to watch it for a bit. He's no good. Dump him, Allison. Dump him, but good. No, because they went through his trauma together, so they're obviously going to stay together. Nah. Until the recurring nightmares happen because they saw their friends die. They're in debt, so they have to pay all his money for his psychiatrist There's bills. There's no CCTV in the 80s, so they've got to explain Exactly, all they of this. murdered it all. They killed the janitor. Yeah, they killed everybody. They've uh, got all this therapy they have to go to. They have to take all this medication. And their lives are going to be hell afterwards. There's not a happy ending to this. It looks like it's going to be happy, but no one thinks of the aftermath. No, the trauma. Years and decades of questions. Did you kill Dick Miller? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be terrified of uh, all new technology. Yeah, true. Assuming, you know, they they stay healthy and live on through the years. DVD players will come out. They're going to freak out. They're going to know what to do. But no, discs. They're going to shoot discs at me. Yeah. Be scary stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much the film. There's an end credit scene. Um, oh, was there? Yeah, it's not much. It's one of the robots rolling up and going, thank you, have a nice day. Because that's oh. what they say after they murder everyone. Yeah. And that's Alison's kill line when he when she blows up the paint store. Have a nice day. <laughs> but the paint store exploded that much from a flare? It's the 80s. Yeah, but There's loads s- of hairspray. Still, though, <laughs> that much? Yeah. There's lots of paint thinner about. I felt it a bit terminate at the end. 
when she's staring at it in the fire and she looks down and it's got its arm on the floor because obviously in the first Terminator when it gets crushed the arms get yeah. slow so were you expecting know. it to roll out from the fire I was expecting the arms to sort of like dum, dum, dum. Yeah, yeah I was expecting the arm to sort of like grab her ankle she's walking away and she trips over and she just looks at the robot and she's like its head raises up the light comes back on it's got the flames around it it just goes No, no. <laughs> no, that would have been such a good ending. And it just ends. What, on a cliffhanger? Yeah, and you don't know. And Ferdy's still watching it. And Ferdy's watching it. This is so cool. This is good, man. It's cliffhanger. What's going to happen? This gives me an idea for a film about a robot sent from the future. Yeah, so that's how the film ends. Um, Ferdy's going to get infection from that bog roll. <laughs> He's someone's gonna, been using it. He collapses about two minutes after the credits due to all the internal injuries he sustained. True, yeah. He's got to get to a hospital. And they've got to spend the rest of the night in there as well until the shutters come up. I think it was morning, wasn't it, by the time they got around to it? Because the camera went up and it was daylight outside. Oh, okay. So he's not got long to wait for an ambulance to get there. He's probably going to die before that. He's at least got a concussion. I know. He he doesn't remember who Alison is. No, he should should see the stuff and think, what have you done? And then try and kill her. And that leads into another horror movie. Chopping Mall 2, The Revenge of 30. Weirdest name. Right, Chris, that's all I've got on Chopping Mall. But would you like some news from yes. around the world? I would indeedy. Okay. Uh, first off, Chris, some sad news. Noted actor Powers Booth, who's been in the TV show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he was also in The Avengers and loads of other things. Uh, he died at the age of 68 this week. He's a great actor and he's a good part of season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's a real acting powerhouse. Who is he in Avengers? He is the main leader of uh, Nick Fury's World Council. You don't see his face, but he's like the shadowy right. guy. Right, uh, okay. Yeah, and he plays the same character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It sucks that he's gone because he's great. Uh, also, some sad news. The singer of the Casino Royale theme, you know my name, Chris Cornell, also died. Sadly, I think he committed suicide or something, but yeah. I don't really want to get into that, but... That theme tune for Casino Royale is one of the best, isn't it? It's pretty sweet. It is, yeah. It's my, one of my favourites. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. I did a listen to it after I uh, read about his death. Then listened to the Spectre one. It's still growing on me. Spectre? Yeah. Yeah, you were really down on Spectre, but... It's growing. It's Cornell's one is definitely the best oh, yeah. of the Bond. Uh, or of the Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig ones, yeah. Bond themes, Yeah. Let's get on to some trailer news now, Chris. Uh, did you watch the trailer for the X-Men TV show Gifted? <laughs> no. I, uh, I started watching it, and I thought it, was a, I thought it was a fake trailer. Oh, right. I started <laughs> off, I started watching a few seconds of it, and I was like, this can't be real, it doesn't look very good, so I stopped watching it. But apparently it is real. <laughs> it is, yes. So you thought it was fake. That's not a good sign, is it? Yeah, I'm going to go back and I'll, I'll re-watch a trailer is it linked to the X-Men films? Same universe? Different universe? Probably not. It's set in one of those weird... We'll make references to the films, but... We'll nothing... never see it until we get the Hugh Jackman cameo. There won't be a Hugh Jackman cameo. There will cameo. be a Hugh Jackman cameo. There won't be. He's gone forever. I don't believe that. No, it, it looks like it's following a family that discover that their kids have gotten mutant powers and their dad is a guy that hunts mutants and then he's got a pick between his job and his family. Oh, it's been done a million times. It looks pretty procedural. A little generic. And the special effects aren't anything to 
Gates Load to battle. Out. But yeah, but why that, I thought it was fake. That's probably why you thought, yeah. Uh, but it is a TV show. We'll see when the first episode comes out, and none, neither of us watch it. So, yep. Uh, did you watch the Star Trek Discovery trailer, Chris? Yes, I did. Uh, when you messaged me about it, I thought it was the next Star Trek film with Zachary Quinto. I did say TV. <laughs> did you? Okay, I didn't read that bit. Right. I just saw Star Trek Discovery, and I was like, "Oh, they've already got the trailer for the new film already. Great!" And I was watching. I was like, "Okay, so it's not the film. Oh, uh, it's a TV series. Ten years before." Okay, yeah, it looks good. I'm going to give it a go. What did you think of the trailer? Oh, I thought it looked good, yeah. Okay. I was reading comments, and uh, they were not supportive of it at all. They never but, are. <laughs> uh, I thought it looked okay. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, it's on Netflix. I'm not sure how many episodes it's going to be, but it teases the first encounter of the Federation and the Klingons and a bunch of other things. Yeah, I'm not really a Star Trek guy, but... Give me an alien and an explosion. I'm I'm a happy bunny. Apparently, because uh, in the trailer it shows the captain is a woman, but I think in Star Trek Beyond or something they talk about the U- uh, USS Discovery and they the references that they make to the captain is that he's a male. So I don't, I don't think know it whether... matters really. Well, I think it's just taking the continuity of the films. Okay, and just ignoring everything else. Right. Okay. Because if you try and squeeze everything into the same universe, it's just just don't you're fighting a losing battle is that what most of the comments were about oh in episode blah 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 it says blah 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 that and I think people were complaining about the Klingons saying they don't look like Klingons uh, that's fine I think we only saw one Klingon so maybe it's an updated version of them I don't know it's a TV show we'll give it a go yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah it's more Star Trek so the films were okay I like Beyond a yeah. lot. It was good. Yep. Either like it or lump it. I don't like care. Like it or lump it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, more Netflix news, Chris. The Witcher might be getting a TV show on there. Ooh, okay. People unfamiliar with The Witcher, it's a series of Polish books. I think they're yeah. Polish. Uh, and a video game series following a monster hunter, a Witcher called Geralt. Right, first, I think a TV show is probably the best way to go about the Witcher series because it's big and grand and, yeah. and Netflix is also probably the best because they've, they'll have a budget to make the monsters and the landscape and things like that. What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to if it. If it's real. I'm, if not, it's I'm real. not sure if it's confirmed. Oh, well, it's not confirmed. <laughs> Don't get my hopes up like that. Because I've, I've always thought... Um, about the Witcher TV series if say HBO got behind it and you know they put the money and time into it like they did with Game of Thrones you know it'd have a real good chance because there is already a Witcher TV series but it's only aired in sort of Pol- um, Poland and it's in Polish and all that stuff is it any good? Uh, from I've spoken to people who have watched it and apparently it's crap is that because they don't speak Polish? Uh, no they're Polish speakers all but right. it's like it's really low budget and you know the acting isn't very good right so it's probably why it's not shown over here yeah, I've always thought about HBO getting behind it, but if Netflix do get behind it and they put all the money and time into it, I think it'd be really good. Yeah, I think that's better than HBO as well. Why is that? Just because Netflix are more willing to take... Bigger risks. Chan- yeah, chances, okay. I think. Uh, and there's not a conflict of interest there as well, because Game of Thrones, it's still ongoing for another, what, three seasons or something like that? Yeah. Um, HBO probably don't want to saturate their market with 
hey look here's two fantasy series with dragons and stuff so th- that might okay, be yeah. might be a reason why otherwise you end up with the sort of cw thing with the flash arrow and supergirl where every other one of their programs is dc superhero related so mm. they probably don't want to fall into that trap either and yeah if if netflix are doing it then it's not dividing their resources between game of thrones and the witcher so yeah that's okay, okay. chris the juiciest bit of news came out just before we started recording do you remember the Venom film that Sony were planning on putting together? Has it been cancelled? It's not been cancelled, no. But there is a director and an actor who have reportedly signed up to be involved with it. Okay. Is the actor going to be Eddie Brock, Venom? Yes, yes. Right. They've, they've cast uh, the, main, the main guy. Uh, who do you always suggest casting? Always for every single for, for film. For everything. Steven Spielberg. No, <laughs> as what? an actor. Oh, actor. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. Ron Perlman. Tom Hardy. You cast him for everything. Oh, oh, it's Tom Hardy being cast. He's reportedly signed up for Eddie Brock, and okay. the director is the guy that directed Zombieland. So we're going to get a a fairly well uh, respected. Uh, horror director i'm not sure what else he's done other than zombieland big news here is tom hardy what do you think of that you you cast him for everything wolverine i, Bond. I could see him as a i could see him as brock i'm picturing him and i'm picturing like the cartoon version of brock and they're similar obviously they're gonna need to make him taller but it doesn't I can, matter I can he's see wide doing, enough he's, he's exactly yeah he's muscular enough. enough he can do the angry photographer thing you know damn it peter parker you're always stealing my shots jameson you always Give me crap assignments. Venom! <laughs> now, I've also got a bit more information on this. It's not going to be related to the MCU. Okay. So it might not have the Tom Holland Spider-Man in it. So I don't know whether they'd cast another Spider-Man because Tom Hardy's quite a bit older than Tom Holland, obviously. Obviously. There's not going to be that sort of mirroring of they're the same sort of age they're in the same profession but one of them's got evil in their heart and a uncontrollable venom symbiote on them yeah so would you cast an older spider-man or would you make this a completely solo film solo i don't think i'd have spider-man in it because as soon whoever you're going to cast as spider-man the people won't be focusing on them they're going to be uh you know they should be focusing on venom anyway i think if they cast Spider- it's a so venom yeah. solo film if they cast spider-man it would take some attention away from Venom. Also, whoever plays Spider-Man is going to be instantly... Venom will be ignored completely at this point because they're going to be compared to the MCU Spider-Man. Yes. And, you know, it's going to be... Going, and then some people will be like, this guy's even better. I want him in the MCU instead. And just don't need it, right? Just leave him over in the MCU for now. Let's get a Venom solo. Put Carnage in. Yeah, maybe. I think also the reason why you don't want to cast a Spider-Man is because if this film flops, which it, there's a likelihood... It will, yeah. That it might do, uh, because Sony tend to overproduce everything and show way too much footage and stuff like that. With the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, as an example. But, yeah, if it does flop, they don't want to draw in Tom Holland's Spider-Man or another Spider-Man. And if they cast another Spider-Man, it's going to get too confusing and messy. Yeah. So they're going to do it. They're, yep, they're, they're doing do it. it. Yeah, they're going to cast another Spider-Man. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know whether they're going to cast another Spider-Man or not. But Venom solo film is going ahead and it's got some talent behind it. But whether that will be completely neglected by Sony interfering too much, we just don't know. Um, maybe you know. Tell us by emailing us at wecansurvivethat at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts on Chopping More or any of the news or... Twittery stuff. Twittery stuff. We're on there at We Could Survive. Leave a comment and subscribe so you can hear our podcast Wonderful whenever <laughs> whenever it comes out so you don't miss anything. I mean, all the podcasts are on YouTube and iTunes, so check them out if you like. I'm sure we've done other 80s robot films. Terminator, we've done that. So check that out if you want. Anything else to add, Chris? Do you think Venom will be the, the black symbiote, or will it be like a purpley symbiote? Like it is in the cartoons a bit? It'd be black. Black. Okay. Purple. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Purple. Uh, yeah, that's it. We'll be back next week, Chris, for something. I don't know. End the show is what I'm trying to get <laughs> okay. at. Well, in that case, we'll see you all next week. Jack's giving you our, our uh, contact information. And uh, goodbye, everybody. And keep on surviving. <laughs>